0: Now, here's automotive expert, television, and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, I'm excited, everybody. I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, because for me, it's uh, Pebble Beach weekend. Normally, I'm gone all week long, but uh, after the show here, I am going to jump in my car and drive to the Monterey Peninsula for the Pebble Beach Concord d'Elegance. Just one day, one day, I'm not going to do a whole week like I used to. Starting out the show is Lauren Fix, the car coach from carcoachreports.com. How you doing, Lauren? I'm doing good. Yeah, I was usually go to Monterey as well. I haven't
2: missed it in many years, but a lot going on now that I'm a grandma and I've got uh, yeah. other events. And I'll be in the Monterey Peninsula for Ren Sport Reunion, which is a Porsche event. Oh. And then I'm heading to Goodwood just before that for Ooh. the Carol Shelby Tribute Week. That'll be totally awesome for Goodwood Revival.
1: Wait a minute, Goodwood. So I've is, got a is, lot going where, on. Where is yeah. Goodwood? That's England, right? UK. Yeah. Wow. Dang, Carroll Shelby Goodwood reunion and what the heck? That's yeah. Holy.
2: Well, crap. I used to own a. I used to own an early Cobra, a '63 Cobra. Right. They actually raced pregnant with my son, which created a rule <laughs> that says you cannot race while pregnant. <laughs> yes, I'm one of those rebels, much like you, Emma. Oh, that's um, and the guy that bought the car lives in the U.K. Of course, I sold it at the time when it was far from a, lot, worth a lot less than it was when uh, we right. sold it. And um, and so the interesting part of all of this is he wants to sell it, and he asks management to drive it. So we're going out there, and he's going to drive in one of the revival races. That's awesome. As long as that it's running, is awesome. Yeah, it'll be a cool experience. He's a professional racer. I race professionally, but not like I used to. Yeah. You're too busy doing well, that TV thing like you.
1: Well, just don't take your granddaughter in the race car when you're racing. There's a rule, definitely a rule against that. I can tell you that already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a little young, today. she's about six months old. So, yeah, yeah know, that, right.
1: that's not going to happen. Yeah.
2: All right. So, no, you. But when I was pregnant, no one knew, right? <laughs> right. Well,
1: you know, you could have said, well, I wasn't sure quite yet. Anyway, I'm joking.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, that didn't work. I was seven months pregnant. Oh, jeez. So you're crazy.
1: Oh. Oh my God.
2: Well, the story's on VinWiki. Uh, I did a story for VinWiki. I told the story before. The funny. best part of that whole story is they came up to me and told me, You can't race while pregnant. And I'm like, Where does it say it in the rules? And they said, It will the next day. And that was Labor Day weekend. Oh, my gosh. The next day was a Tuesday. And I know they may have put in a rule. They wouldn't let me race that following weekend at Watkins Glen, which is one of my favorite vintage race weekends. And uh, so fast forward, my husband's racing prototypes were in Europe, and we've got all this downtime. So we're all just sitting around, you know, shooting the crap, you know how that is, yeah. telling fish stories. And the guy who owns the car, Bill Riley and Tony Ave, they're sitting around and they say, oh, yeah, I've been on the competition board since the 80s and 90s. And I've seen it all, heard it all. I go, really? I go, uh, were you on a competition board like 1993? He goes, absolutely. I said, do you remember there was some girl who was racing at Lime Rock? I think she was pregnant or something like that. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, there was an emergency meeting the next day. We had to put a rule, an addendum in the rule books. You cannot race while pregnant. And, da, 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 da. and I go, did you remember who that driver was? He goes, I don't know. And I looked at them both, and I said, it's me. Oh. And I could have knocked them over
1: with a feather. It was awesome. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. Well, we always knew you were lunatic fringe.
3: Good thing you made it to the other side. What can I say?
1: All right, do me a favor. Give me that. uh, You were talking about something with the UAW because we got a commercial break in about a minute and a half. What's going on there?
2: Just I want everyone to know if the UAW goes on strike, we're in trouble because we went to all this effort to try and get back, you know, making cars, chip shortage, all that stuff. And now the UAW is demanding, right? for this $150 an hour. That's $6,000 a week. Do you know what that's going to do? The cost of vehicles. Oh so right now they're not making even close to it. And mind you, this does not go to the workers. A lot of this goes in wages of the wages goes to the UAW. So they look, it's a money grab.
4: Ugh.
2: Do you believe that? So right now they're like 50, $60 an hour, depending upon your position and what you do. And they want to go to $150 an hour. And of course the three big automakers, Ford GM and Crest are like, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to go on strike, so they're calling for a strike. Ugh. If they strike, it would hurt the color manufacturers, it will hurt the economy, it's going to hurt the workers, all because these idiots at the UAW want more money. Because you know they take a big chunk of it. Anyone that you know is UAW, they work their butts off.
1: Yeah. That's sad and to then hear. You have to give
2: a lot of it up. Yep. Sad I know. News. I'm with you.
1: All right. Lauren Fix, you can find her at uh, carcoachreports.com. You'll see her all over the place on television. Uh, she is a very, um, virile when it comes to making videos. Check out our website, carcoachreports.com. We'll be right back with more.
5: Attention business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash (laughs) book.
1: Well, it is the drive all across America, and our show is brought to you in by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. <laughs> so, Lauren Fix is joining us, and you can find her at carcoachreports.com. She's also on Twitter, at Lauren Fix. Instagram, hashtag carcoachreports. She's all over the place. Um, literally. Um, okay, so a couple of things, Lauren. You have a, you've finally taken... Delivery of your Raptor R, your Ford F 150 Raptor R. Yeah. Um, Took a year. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I, and the, the sad thing is, following you, because I'm not going to let you talk too much about it, is George Kennedy, who's going to do a full report on the Ford Raptor R. And so I am going to ask you to just tell me, as a, an owner, but mm-hmm. we'll do this in the next segment, what's it like to own this thing? I know you have some pretty wild machines. Also, I, do. I know you're yeah. about to tell us about. Twenty of the lowest price cars you can buy. Now obviously you can buy a car for a hundred bucks, but it's not gonna get you anywhere. So this is yeah. uh what is the criteria, first of all?
2: All right, so the vehicle has to be under twenty four thousand dollars. It's gotta be under three hundred dollars a month to brand new. So you get the warranty, the safety, the technology, all the things that people want. When you buy someone else's car, it's not the same. You know, they picked everything. And yeah, you can save some money, but to get the most longevity of the car from the warranty perspective, this is a great way to go to get a new vehicle. And under 300 bucks a month, there is at least 20 cars. So I picked the top from 24000 down because Remember, the average price of a car is $50,000. Yeah, it's nuts. But I will tell you, before we get into that, the Raptor R is awesome. <laughs> I have a GT500, it's got over 700 horsepower. The Raptor R has 700 horsepower. Oh, George amazing. will tell you all about that, but yeah. I will tell you, this vehicle... Is awesome, yeah. and I was. I had to wait a year for it. It was worth the wait, but I had driven it in November of last year. Oh my god! So, and I'm like, this, well, this is crazy. Well, you but and I, here.
1: you and I, and Carl, Carl Brower, are all waiting for our demons. And if this stupid uh, strike oh, happens, we are all probably that, that, screwed.
2: We'll get our cars. Here's the interesting thing: yeah. we will get our cars, but a lot of people that put orders in may not. So they've already spread the word amongst the Dodge dealers that they may not, believe it or not, may not get all the cars that they hope for. Ugh. At the end of the year, that's it. Philanthus yeah. is shutting it off. Yeah. So whether they make 2,000 cars, 200 cars, we are what they call VIPs because we're media. But well, also, I think we'll get ours. If they make less cars, it's good for us. It's yeah. just not good for everybody else.
1: Well, also, we were like the chickens in the nest, or the chicken, the little birds that opened our mouths and raised our hands immediately And without hesitation, I know I did. Matter of fact, when they showed the car, I said to the president of Dodge, I said, I want one. What do I got to do? He says, well, we'll send you, you know, the the order form. And I I ordered Mm -hmm. mine immediately. And I know you did. I know Carl did. Carl did the same thing. Matter of fact, Carl's going to be on. Listen to what Carl's going to talk about because you're going to be talking about the 20 cheap cars. Carl is going to be talking about an IC cars study that shows affordable cars, 20,000 or less for used cars have vanished over the last four years. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's the, you guys are both on the same page. So that's in hour two of the drive here. All right, get on like with all, it. You got all about...
2: the cars that I'm talking about, none okay. of them are plug-in hybrids. None of them yeah. are electric vehicles okay. because they're all way more expensive. So you're right. Can't find used cars. Carl's the expert on that through IC cars. I'm talking about just brand new cars because it's the only option. And of this list, one of the vehicles is a Mitsubishi, which they announced today that they are not going to be making any longer. So that means oh. there's good deals when I want to get them off the lot.
1: Oh, interesting. So, what is it? Mitsubishi what? So
2: first, the top of the list is the Honda Civic. I yeah. have this all, by the way, on my YouTube channel, Car Coach Reports. Okay. It's listed as either, I changed the title, but it was originally 20 cars under $20,000. But now we also are adding in cars that are under $299 a month. So okay. that's the key thing. All right, number one, Honda Civic, $23,750. It's going to give you everything you need. It's all new redesign, including Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. You get a 2-liter engine, about 31 miles to Yellow City, 41 on the highway. That's what people are looking for. I'm just going to go through this list for okay. your listeners. Okay. If you're thinking about a car, Mazda 3, also the Mazda CX-30, which is a little further down the list. The CX-30 starts at 22900 nine. Pretty much same loaded as the regular Mazda 3, which is 23.6. So you can get a sedan or you can get the SUV. About 31 miles to the gallon combined. Apple CarPlay Android Auto Standard, which is becoming the norm. The only pickup truck to meet the list is the Ford Maverick at $23,400. Um, that that is a hybrid motor. Everybody wants it, so you might be able to make a deal on the two-liter engine that's available. All right, thirty-seven miles a gallon combined.
1: Love it. If you want a
6: pickup truck?
1: That's right. Hey, cool hold way to on. Go. I will tell you too. If you can find one of those for that price, I'd be really surprised because yeah. those things are hot Order on the market. It. All right, don't go anywhere. You can find this at carcoachreports.com. Twenty vehicles that are uh, payment of two ninety nine or right around there. And uh, she's given us three, actually four, because she slipped and told me about the Mitsubishi. We'll be right back with more Lauren Fix. It is the drive. Stay with us. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, who believe that all students deserve an equal and fair opportunity at a quality education. In their partnership with AdoptAClassroom.org, Subaru and their retailers are providing teachers across the country with funding to purchase the resources they know are most needed to help students thrive. Subaru is proud to be the largest corporate supporter of AdoptAClassroom.org. Subaru, more than a car company.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: And joining us is also automotive expert, television and radio host, Lauren Fix from CarCoachReports.com. Our show is brought to you in part by Dodge, domestic, not domesticated. And uh, Lauren is blowing through the list of uh, 20 vehicles you can find on our website, CarCoachReports.com, that are uh, the lowest price cars you can buy. Right around 24000 or less. So far you've got Honda Civic, Mazda 3 or the CX-3 and the Ford Maverick, which is the only truck in the list. Continue on yeah. with your list. There you go.
2: Alright, the Toyota Corolla. Now you can get the hatchback or you can get the sedan. So the hatchback comes in at 23155 and the sedan, if that's what you want, is 22600 two six. Both have the same thing. 8-inch touchscreen, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto standard toyota safety system 3.0 they offer smooth ride quality interior comprehensive list of safety features safety is the one thing you cannot add later yeah. and then your favorite car well one at least your sponsor's favorite car the subaru impreza starts <laughs> yeah. at 22 995 comes with standard all-wheel drive whether you go with an automatic or manual transmission the automatic, which is a CVT, is an extra $1,300, which kind of blows you out of that category. But if you know how to drive a manual, it is the best security system under the sun because these kids don't know how to drive <laughs> manuals. <in most laughs> yeah, they're not going to steal it. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no theft. Yeah. And then, if you're looking at, I want them a little classier, a little more polished. The Buick and Vista comes in at 22.4, brand new vehicle, low cost small SUV, 1.2-liter, three-cylinder engine, really small oh. motor, same one that's in the Chevy Trax, yeah. six-speed automatic transmission, got a lot of standard features, including an 11-inch infotainment screen. Hmm. That's pretty good deal. And it's a Buick, yeah. so you're going to get that classier ride. Then comes the uh, the Hyundai Kona, which is a really popular car, 22,100, only 147 horsepower, but standard list of very generous safety features, eight-way power seat driver assistance, Apple CarPlay, Android Auto. And then, then back to that Chevy brand or the GM brand, the Chevy Trax, same motor, 137 horsepower, starts at 21.4. That's oh. really reasonable. And all these vehicles, my suggestion is, if you want one of these, or you're thinking, oh, I went to the dealer, they're only fully loaded, order it. Yeah. They're not gonna take long. And the smartest thing about ordering is you get the color you want, you get the options you want, you want it stripped out, you wanna save the money. Don't let them con you into buying something that you don't want. Why am I paying for a sunroof when I don't want it? Then don't get it. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, uh, but great. hold on. Hold on. The only thing about that is that you know how people, when they go to buy cars, it's that I'm in the mood. You know? Yeah, I'm in the well, mood to buy a car. That. So, That's so, how they sell cars. I know. I know. Continue.
2: All right. The Hyundai Elantra is 20950 And that is actually really good, 37 miles to gallon combined, a car place, big roomy interior, lots of cargo space. The German car that's on the list, I think it's the only one, is the Volkswagen Jetta, Mm. 20,655. That's a big car for that price point. Good fuel economy, big cabin area, fuel economy, 42 miles to the gallon combined with its 1.5 liter engine, Mm. LED headlights, They're really great value. That's a really fun car. Nissan Kicks, twenty thousand five. Again, small engine, lots of storage, lots of standard safety. It's a cool little car. It's very much of a kid's car, in my opinion, if you're looking for a first car. The Nissan Sentra, twenty thousand two hundred. dollars I will tell you that the 24 Sentra is more expensive. I saw the price point come in, I think it was Monday, $24,000, so they're gonna up the price. Mm. So look for a 23 model on the Sentra. And then we get into a ton of of Korean cars. The Hyundai Venue, 19,006. Great fuel economy. Kia Soul. I go into much more detail on my video. I know you're limited on time. Kia Soul. Fun little boxy, quirky car. I actually like it because you get more cargo room, lots of storage, above average handling. Renewed for this year, 19,890. And then we got three Kias in a row. Kia Forte, 19,6. Kia Rio, 17,8. And... That's pretty cool. I mean the Kia's are coming in at $17,000 for a Kia Rio. I mean that's nothing. Well, 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty and then Mitsubishi Mirage, you're not making them anymore. And uh, lastly, the number one vehicle, drum roll please, the Nissan Versa starting at (laughs) $15,980. You can get it. It's a cool little Uh, sedan, redone,
4: 35
2: miles to the gallon. And the best thing of all of these cars, you get the warranty, you get the technology, you get the safety
1: you get the features. All right. So if and you guys if you, if you want to find this list starting from 15,000 ish dollars on up to 24 carcoachreports.com and here it is. We've got our last minute before George gets on here and talks about the uh, Raptor R. What's it like to own this truck? And give me it in 30 seconds.
2: It is the coolest freaking truck. I took it to a Cars and Coffee. People were crawling all over it. They couldn't believe it cuz I also own a Bronco Raptor. So I had the both of them at a Ford show and their cars and coffee on the same day on Sunday. People were just like, this is cool. And it's amazing. Everyone thinks they want EVs. They don't want electric vehicles. They want cool trucks. That's why Tim Caniscus at Stellantis is going to still make them. And that's why Ford is too.
1: I I agree. I think that the... uh what do they say the the dew is off the lily? I don't know. Maybe that's the, the dew is God. off the rose. I don't know. Whatever. We... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wake up people. Right. Electric cars are not the answer. No, they are
1: not. <laughs> Lauren Fix, CarCoachReports.com, that whole video and all those vehicles. If you're thinking about buying a new car, uh, you can go get more in-depth on her videos. She has tons and tons of videos. All right, coming up next is George Kennedy, and then hour two, we've got Carl Brouwer. He's going to talk about the uh, study of affordability, cars that are 20,000 and less used cars. They have literally vanished in the last couple of years. This is The Drive. We'll be right back.
5: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com com forward slash book
0: Welcome back to the drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor.
1: Well, it is now time to talk to uh, my friend George Kennedy III, all the way from the um, yeah, yeah, eastern seaboard, you might say. i got to read all this garbage here. Hold on. Uh, he is co-founder of Cartender.com and vice president of the New England Motor Press uh, association. He contributes to U.S. News and World Report, Car Gurus, Forbes Wheels, and right here. How you doing, George? I'm doing great, Alan. How are you doing? Ah, oh, well, you know, I'm about to head out to Pebble Beach because I'm I'm only going to Sunday to the actual Pebble Beach Concours, which is tomorrow, right. as you know. For uh, for those who are listening on Saturday, for for those podcasters, uh, well, it was last week or something. Anyway. I just, you know, there's so much going on down on the Monterey Peninsula, and and I know you're a racer. They have the Monterey Historic Races. I've been to that so many times, and I don't know. Am I am I worn out? And I do I need a year off? I guess so. I just kind of need
7: some time <laughs> away, you know. I'm very jealous. I have never been. Uh, really, we'll do something out out. Yeah, we, you know it's it's one of the things every every year we say, hey, we'll, we'll do it or I'll do it, and. And then, you know, you're like, oh, it's really, you know, super busy there. Or oh, you're not able to sort of yeah. finagle an invite from one of the automakers. Right. Um, we do something a little uh, of our own, though, out, out east here. The Lime Rock Park in northwest Connecticut is this beautiful track cutting into the uh, Connecticut mountainside. And, uh, you know, you camp out there and, you know, you have some wine at night and stuff. And you wake up to the sound of, like, you know, Fiat's. And uh Alpha Mayo's buzzing by at eight in the morning. It's a really, really wonderful
1: experience.
7: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, a little, little chihuahua cars, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All
1: right, well have fun with that. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna drive down in my dad's my dad passed away a couple years ago, and one thing that I bought from the family because were, everybody was fighting over it, was his two thousand two Thunderbird. And, you know, uh, everybody's like, that, that's a girl's car. I'm like, get away from me, man. This is such, I love this car. It's such a good little car. It's white with a black top. It's got finally 30,000 original miles on it. You know, I mean, it's 21 <laughs> years old. It's a legal adult. But anyway, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, I love it. It's a great car for exactly that, boulevard cruising, cruising down along the coast or going to Pebble Beach. It's actually a very nice little car. So I'm, I'm enjoying... I took it last year and I had a blast. Top down most of the time because it's convertible. So that's what I'm doing starting today. And, uh, but I understand you... You're finally, I think, uh, other than uh, you know a handful of people, I have not driven this. It's a 2023 Ford Raptor R. And what is the difference? Well... The Raptors up until now had um, the newer ones had this twin turbo V six EcoBoost. This thing evidently has back to a real V eight, right, George?
7: You took my headline. Yeah. yeah. That was, we all know that the truck game is the truck segment is one of constant one upmanship right. where it's uh, you know, one automaker, say for towing will set best in class towing. Well, the next year, you know, Chevy will beat Ram on best in class towing. Right. Well, the same thing, you know, any corner of the market where that where you want to participate in, there's something like this. So, you know, Ford was the first in the modern era to come out with the the, the crazy Baja truck called the Raptor, and that I'm kind of thinking off the top of my head maybe 10 years ago. Well, something hold like on, that. let's see. Hold maybe on, more. it's
1: a, a 13 try. Uh, what was the first year of that? Oh no,
7: Ugh, I don't know either. <laughs> right. We'll was look it again, up. I'll well, yeah, look it up like while you're talking. 2010, 2011. Yeah. yeah so. Right. And that was a V8, and that was a lot of fun, but Ford really wanted to double down and show that, you know, it can do more with less, and the twin-turbo EcoBoost V6 has been the workhorse of its lineup. And so that was the engine that they pivoted towards, and it was making, what, 400-something horsepower, doing a great job. And then Ram came out with the TRX, and, you know, the the Raptor was existing in a sort of niche in the segment without a peer. Yeah, hold uh, it, hold it. I got it. And I got it. First uh-huh.
1: generation was 2009 through 2014. Okay, so continue on.
7: <laughs> All right, I wasn't too far off. No, That's you're the, good. I, I said 2010. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so the the Raptor had been existing without a peer. Then Ram shows up with a TRX, and it very pointedly directed at the Raptor because it's the TRX T-Rex. There's even like an Easter egg of a. Tyrannosaurus Rex eating a, a raptor in the engine bay. So, uh, you know, Ford had to go back to the well and say, "All right, fine. You know, we're you can play this game. We've just, you know, we've been holding back, knowing that there's other engines in their repertoire that can that can bring to the table." And they went ahead and they brought a supercharged 5.2 liter V8. It Do- makes 700 horsepower. Love it. And it's not just that it's a. You know, there's still you can still get the Raptor with the uh, with the twin turbo V6, right? But the Raptor R more than just the engine; it's got larger tires, so it goes from a 35 inch tire to a 37 inch tire. You get beadlock wheels, higher ground clearance. I think it's something like 13 or 14 inches of ground clearance, and then you get unique tuning for the shocks. It's all of the things that you like about the Raptor, just more of it. So, how
1: much? Because uh, it's I'm looking at something here, and they're talking like a hundred and ten thousand dollars
7: starting price. Yeah. So, to give some perspective, the regular Raptor, if you can call it that, right. starts at seventy six thousand dollars. Right. The Raptor R wow. starts at one hundred seven thousand dollars. Oh wowzer. Yeah, and I'm okay. sure you'll see dealer markups and stuff. And so, I, I think for comparison. The TRX I think is in like the eighty-five thousand dollar range.
1: Well, it depends. Yes, I think yes. But you're, you know, uh, listen. I know people that paid one hundred and twenty-five thousand for those things when they first. For were, sure, MSRP
7: yeah. suggested is right. in is in that. Yeah, that, in that word acronym.
1: suggested. <laughs> it's so weird. It's just so weird. My brain still can't. You younger guys. You know, I mean, listen, in 1983, I was 23 years old and I bought a brand spanking new truck. And I'm trying to think if it was 12,000 bucks or something. Diesel, too, by the way, three quarter ton, 12 or 14,000. I don't know. And I was thinking, oh, I could buy a house for this much money. And, you know, here we are. What happened to the value of our dollar? That is what it boils down to. $100,000 pickup truck today, no big deal. It's an everyday occurrence, you know? Yikes. Right. Wow. So what did you think about
7: it? I mean, you, know, you took a ride, and uh, how long did you have it and all that? Yes. I mean, it, you know, it's it's a fantastic vehicle. It's You know, you and I have talked about, I think when I drove the V6 Raptor beginning of last summer, we talked about how, you know, they've done a really good job making the most out of this twin-turbo V6 where it sounds good and everything. There is no replacement for the sound of an American V8 at the end of the day. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So, so it's, yeah. and, you know, in, in addition to the sound, real quick, it's that lurch when you go to take away from, like, a, a green light, right, that the yeah. V8 just seems to have, yeah. right?
1: All right, so uh, with, with a commercial break about to run us over, I'm going to ask you on the other side, just because I have to, which is faster between the Raptor and the Ram TRX. Uh, we'll take a little break. George Kennedy's got one in his hot little hands. Yes, it's the drive. Don't go anywhere. You'll find out.
0: More of The Drive with Alan Taylor on the road
3: ahead.
1: Well, you're listening to the drive all across America. George Kennedy joining us. George Kennedy the third. He's a freelance automotive journalist, but boy, this guy is busy. He writes and works with everybody, anybody, including us. You man whore, you. Uh, if it comes to <laughs> driving cars, you'll We're drive on a car- national radio, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, George, I asked you, uh, and I found some interesting information. I want to see what you have on it. If there was a race at the drag strip, which one would win between the Raptor R and the TRX? What do you know?
7: So, from my research, which is reading tests by other outlets, because I don't get two trucks at the same time, or nor do I have a closed setting with which to, to do these tests. Right, right. The uh, The Raptor R can do 0 to 60 in 3.6 seconds, and the TRX will do it in 3.7 seconds. Yep. Um, and I think these are both from car and driver.
1: Yep, so uh, mo- Motor so- Trend says, at the drag strip, the Hellcat's two-horsepower advantage is crushed by the 740-pound-feet of torque the TRX lugs, lugs wherever it goes. Interesting. It arrives at 0.2 seconds behind the Raptor R. So the Raptor is faster. Quarter mile. Huh. Well, that's in the quarter yeah. mile. Yeah, quarter mile. Okay.
7: And I think one one thing to point out, too, is that like the TRX has launch control. The Raptor R does not. You can put it in sport mode, use an auto hold function. But really, like the, there are features on the Raptor R that will you know, kind of temporarily nerf the engine if it sense there's too much power for the brakes to handle it. Yeah. Cause think about how you're using that truck, you know, intended to be used like deserts and stuff like that. Right. right? right. So it's, you know, you you'd rather run out of chassis before you run out of power. Well right?
1: now it's funny to think that, you know, the Raptor, how much it cost and how much it still costs, how many they sold and how popular they are. And of course When it works, it works because now there is not only an F-150 Raptor, there's a Ranger Raptor and a Bronco Raptor. And personally, I think it's brilliant. Why not give people what they want? Why make the aftermarket do all the work when you can Ford or Ram or... Chevrolet, I don't think Chevrolet has really kind of gotten in the game well,
7: yet, have they? They've done it the the ZR2 yeah, uh, to a degree, and that's more honestly that's more in for trail, you know, right. like I said, uh, off-roading is Nirvana at 3 miles an hour. Right, right, right. right, right. Um, well,
1: tread lightly. But
7: yes. you but you're you're right about performance versions of everything. I mean, look at BMW and Mercedes. They'll they'll put a an M badge or right. an AMG badge on, on on anything, right? So
1: now as far as everyday driving, and I I've owned Raptors, And I will tell you that I would own another one. I'm actually considering it, but not at that price. The last one I owned was a 20, I think it was a 2010. I bought it from an old guy that had only 28,000 original miles on it. And oh man, did I love it. But what a gas sucking pig it was. And as soon as the price of gas started going up, bingo, gone. You know, I can't afford it. So I got a little diesel Jeep. I'm no dummy. I got yeah, I mean, good this, fuel
7: economy. <laughs> this thing, this thing returns like ten miles to gallon in the city, fifteen on the highway, and twelve combined. So yeah, yeah no, you're right, absolutely right, right about the, the gas guzzling nature of it. And, and, and on top of that, it's you know if this is a level up from the Raptor, then in many ways it's just a little bit more. So it's, it's taller, yeah. so then you kind of have to negotiate that when you're in a parking lot or trying to park it. Luckily, it has a 360 degree parking camera, which in other vehicles is a nice thing to have. In a yeah. vehicle like this, it's a necessity.
1: Yeah, no. And if you haven't ever seen that, it literally gives you a bird's-eye view straight down so you can see the lines, and it uses cameras and technology to sew all the cameras together, and it looks like you're the eye of God looking down upon you as you're parking. It's fantastic, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. Okay, so you, right. you liked yeah. it, no, though, I, I mean, other than I, the fuel economy.
7: Yeah, I, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, if you can afford this vehicle you're not going to sweat the fuel economy yeah, numbers too hard there, right this is i mean we knew this was coming right I, yeah. and i kind of appreciate how almost subtle it is you know the the raptor that i drove last july so july of 2022 that was orange um like day glow orange <laughs> right. safety orange right. this was this is more of like a a dark cobalt you know dark gray it's like the thing is loud enough large enough that it calls enough attention to itself, it does not require... And I'm always pushing for more unique colors, but like when that's a Toyota Camry, I think, think, you know, let's get away from beige. If the car speaks for itself, it doesn't need to be visibly loud as well.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. A lovely machine, no matter what color, I don't think it even matters because you know what it can do, you know what it is capable of, and when you hear it coming around the corner, you're like, oh, what's this? getting inside of these machines you just go yeah baby i don't care who you are man woman or whatever's in between that uh that's george kennedy that's what's in between that george kennedy the third george is gonna come back and talk to us about the uh well the exact opposite the toyota sienna minivan <laughs> what a contrast all right don't go anywhere george thanks we'll be right back it is the drive stay with us
5: Tension business owners, 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: this is the drive with Alan Taylor.
1: all right George Kennedy III joining us again he's co-founder and uh, of what is it uh, Cartender.com vice president of the New England Motor Press Association. congratulations on that and contributes Thank to uh, yeah US News and World Report car gurus Forbes wheels and for us here on the drive we appreciate that very very much even though I insult him every single time he's on the show. What well, we were talking oh, about, we what did, just, wait, what did, what did your you coach say? It. What did your coach say to you? I love
7: my, that. my high school college football coach said that if I, I'm not yelling at you, it's cause you it don't matter.
1: Damn. See there. If I'm not playing with you, it's cause I don't like you. Now imagine yeah. if I didn't like you, how brutal I could be. Oh,
7: yikes. This would make for some weird radio. <laughs> yes, <if> <laughs> <would. laughs> no,
1: I, you know what, George, you and I have become friends doing this show more than anything we actually don't see each other very often because you're in Boston area and I'm on the left coast. And, yeah. uh, you know, but I, I, I appreciate you. You're a good guy. And I appreciate the fact that you're very forthright about your opinions on things. And I, and I,
7: uh, well, that's likewise, important. man, and like yeah. I said, you know, I, we're both entrepreneurs and, yeah. you know, that's part and part of, you know, your identity, you know, not just professionally but personally. And so, it's you know, been, yeah. been, been a lot of helpful conversation.
1: Yep. 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 Speaking of that. Help me out with the Toyota C in a minivan. Let me just tell you my story real quick. This Christmas, last Christmas, I should say, the, the last Christmas we had, I was in Maui. Now, we all say a prayer for those. I lost a friend who uh, perished in his house, an older gentleman, who uh, evidently the house caught on fire and he couldn't get out, and he passed. So uh, that's a nice way of saying ugly things. But what a, a sad state of affairs that has happened over in Maui. So uh, a, a moment of prayer. But when I came home, we got stuck in, in uh, Seattle, and it was, of course, the Christmas holiday, and the plane was like, well, sorry, there's no more flights tonight, and you're going to have to basically sleep in the airport or go get a hotel. Hotels were all booked up. So we had to sleep in the airport. On the way home, and I'm only going to give you two minutes with this Toyota minivan, but I rented a Toyota <laughs> Sienna minivan, and I got to tell you, it was Fantastic. I was completely blown away how nice it was and it was a hybrid version. There's my pitch for the Sienna minivan.
7: So, that's the funny thing is they're all hybrid for ah. the Sienna, which I like. I mean, you and yeah. I have talked about this where yeah. the evolution of the internal combustion engine is going to the point where a, a common hybrid, a mild hybrid or a conventional hybrid is just going to replace the, the standard V6 engine because this makes 245 horsepower. It's got a CVT, continuously variable transmission. It comes with front-wheel drive you can get it with all-wheel drive like our test model did and you know on these engines for toyota for sure when you really step on it it kind of makes a lot of noise and and then eventually gets there but like you're driving a minivan like it's you know you're not going you super in a hurry by the way
1: when you say it makes a lot of noise because of the cvt it's going to bring the rpms revolutions per minute the engine rpms up to what you're asking for, which means you're going to hear a lot of engine and then it's going to get up and go. It'll do it, right?
7: Yeah, so in in that sense, it's more responsive. I can tow 3,500 pounds, but what I was really impressed by is like, I haven't been in a minivan in a while and, you know, the old tagline when we write an article about a minivan was like, it's time to hand over the keys of your fun car and get a minivan. It's like, (laughs) I would gladly hand over the keys for a vehicle like this. This is like... This is like driving a cruise ship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know the power tailgate, power side doors, power all of which you can control from buttons. Right. Up in the dash. And
1: incredible fuel uh, economy, know, and that's that's a key yeah. to the whole thing as well. On top of all of the luxury stuff and comfort, you then get incredible fuel economy because it's a hybrid. Anyway, continue.
7: Yeah, it, it averages thirty-six miles per gallon. It's ridiculous. And I think we got right yeah. around. Right. Yeah, isn't that incredible? Yeah. Um, it's got all the safety features you could possibly want. The only feature, so this is something that I think would be helpful for somebody doing a lot of, like, going to practice or dropping the kids off of practice, going to the mall. So it's got all those cameras that we talked about, right, with the Raptor, where it's got the overhead view and the right. front and side view, and it's really, really involved. But every time that you go below, like, five miles an hour, it'll automatically bring up that camera. So, So I think the idea being, like, As you're pulling into a school zone behind a bus, as you're pulling into a grocery store parking lot, it'll automatically bring up that camera because it's still a big wide vehicle, and you want to be able to see that stuff. And um, if you're working on something in the touch, like in you know, say you're playing around with like the nav system or something, and you go below five miles an hour, it instantly brings it up and takes it over. You can turn that off. But then when you turn it off, you're like, well, that was a nice feature. So I will let you know. All right. Kind of getting used to it.
1: How much money are these things? Because I'm running out of time here before the commercial.
7: Sure. So the Sienna starts at around $36,000 with a lot of tech and safety. We drove. How much? We drove like the the limited all-wheel drive, which costs closer to $50,000.
1: Okay. And a bargain at that. All right, George. Thank you, brother. Here comes a commercial, everybody. And then there's another hour. Don't go anywhere. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, who believe that all students deserve an equal and fair opportunity at a quality education. In their partnership with AdoptAClassroom.org, Subaru and their retailers are providing teachers across the country with funding to purchase the resources they know are most needed to help students thrive. Subaru is proud to be the largest corporate supporter of AdoptAClassroom.org. Subaru, more than a car company.
0: This show is presented in part by Dodge. Domestic, not domesticated. Exclusive interviews, real-world test drives. It's your turn to step into the driver's seat. This is The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. Oh, my gosh. In the commercial break, BJ
1: Colleen yawns, and so now I'm yawning. I don't even know. It's uncontrollable now. Anyway. Uh, hi, BJ. Welcome to hour two, everybody. Uh, BJ Colleen has some news. And then at the bottom of the hour, Carl Brower has got this crazy study. You're not going to believe it, BJ. It's an icy car study. that shows affordable cars around 20 grand used cars. That is have pretty much vanished over the last four years. And then he comes up with statistics and information that will blow your mind. Anyway, that's in the bottom of the hour.
8: I believe it. Carl's amazing. Yeah, he really he knows is. his stuff. He's, good He's a good, good guy. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. You
1: have some news. What have you in the automotive world? News for us?
8: Well, I just want to let you know that as crazy as everybody is about U.S. laws and the and what we what governs, you know, our driving habits, and you know, we have our red light cameras. London has gone over the top they've got now ultra low emission zone cameras <laughs> and they've bottom popped up around the city. And what they do is that they take a picture of your vehicle. They scan the registration number to access your emissions related information as such as a registration date, the engine it's powered by. If the vehicle isn't compliant, it will automatically send you a fine to the registered owner for about 16 bucks. So it's like, boy, talk about, you know, getting crazy with with trying to control everything. But the good news is that there's some vigilantes out there. They call themselves the Blade Runners, and they're out there removing or disabling the cameras. I think they've just had (laughs) enough of this crap, and it's just crazy. And so I'm just afraid that another cuckoo city and state like Los Angeles, California, is going to see this and go, oh, that's a great idea. Let's do this. So, people, keep an eye out, all right, because if it's good there, it's going to work here. Now, they're getting creative, and their company's saying they're going to start making cameras that's going to make it a little bit harder for them to disable or damage, but it's just absolutely ridiculous that they're impinging on this kind of freedom, this kind of right. Is it that bad? I don't know.
1: It's crazy. Ultra-low-emission zone cameras. Yep. If I said the name uh, Buford Pusser, does that ring a bell to you?
8: Uh, who?
1: Buford Pusser.
8: I don't know the Pusser, but I know the Buford, <laughs> Buford. from Smokey and the Bandit. That's all no, I know. No.
1: Well, Walking Tall. Remember that movie?
8: Mm, yeah, but I never saw it.
1: Okay. Walking Tall. The star of Walking Tall was, I think he was a sheriff or something, and his name was Buford Pusser. And he'd okay. get out of his cop car. With not a baseball bat, but a giant chunk of wood. And, you know, it was much bigger and longer and and thicker than a baseball bat. And that was what he used. And that's what I will use if I ever see an ultra-low emission zone (laughs) camera. You know, that makes me worry about my uh, cows because they have some uh, emissions. You know, imagine that. I mean, you know, they've already tried to, you know, say that cows make too much gas. I
8: know. I know. And
1: I have yet to hear one of my cows pass gas. I will tell you that.
8: And <laughs> not have to hear it. I think you just got to smell it.
1: <laughs> well, I. Well, how do you know? I often put my ear next to the rear end, just waiting no. to hear the cow release a little bit of gas. And I, I got nothing. I think I got gasless cows. I'm lucky. Maybe
8: they're
1: <laughs> hydrogen cows. The only thing coming I out th- is water. I think that's it. I got hydrogen <laughs> cows. That's not oh, water, by the way and that's not a cow that's a bull oh no (laughs) we'll be right back stay with us more news from bj colleen on the drive
5: attention business owners 3076 businesses are shutting their doors Every single day, there are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today hello I'm Amanda Holmes I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book the ultimate sales machine if you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book our clients call it the chapter that changes lives get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimate forward slash book get no doubt.
1: Buford T. Justice, BJ Colleen reminded me of that, Buford T. Justice, Um, BJ Colleen joining us, voice of reason, automotive journalist, we're talking about a little bit of news that's going on there, so uh, other than the ultra-low emission zone cameras over in England, what else is going on?
8: Well, we've talked about VinFast, and VinFast is the Vietnamese company that's trying to sell their cars here in the states, electric vehicles. And we know when the first one came out, the reviews were beyond horrendous. Everybody just complained about them. But they decided that, and they already did actually, opened a stock offering on the U.S. stock exchange, and they were everybody was like, "Oh man, it's so great! It opened up such a high stock." it's at $3,706, $37 a share. It's better than Ford. Well, that didn't last long because right now I just checked and it's at $20 a share. Oh, no. And so, it went up,
1: I heard it went up to 70 just so you know. Oh!
8: Yeah, it went up fast and then came right <laughs> back down. And It's just like, well, I think people were just there trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. But I don't know if anybody made a quick buck. No. <laughs> um, but the problem is if you haven't got out now, you're dead in the water. So get out now if you can while you still can before (laughs) it keeps going down. So it's going to be interesting to see exactly where it lands. But it just goes to show you that people get a little crazy when stock offerings happen. And and Ford, which you know was high for a while, and it's about at eleven eighty two right now $12 and VinFast is at 20 but they dropped $10 today so yeah. uh, it won't be long before I think VinFast falls below Ford wow. because it just makes sense you know it shouldn't be that high
1: I remember we were having the same conversation about uh, automaker stocks and what have you and uh, Dick Messer used to do the show with us all the time we got to call him by the way um, we do he said uh, Ford stocks at $4 I think I should buy some more and I, I thought four dollars, and so here it is at eleven. But that was a good decade ago. But I, you know, yeah, I don't know this Vinfast thing. And you and I have a friend. We'll just call him Buford. He's not going to be happy with this discussion we're having here because he's a PR guy for the company and yeah, um, yeah. but uh yeah, it shot up for a couple of minutes to the the advantage takers were trying to take advantage and Yeah,
8: yeah. you have to know what you're doing. You have to have a strong constitution to play in the stock yeah. market. Now I bought Ford at 9, and it's hanging tight at 11, but it was up to 26 at one point. And I wow. should have sold then, but wow. I'm a long-termer. I, I keep things for the long-term. And yeah. I believe in long shots and long-term, and we'll see what happens. because I, I And I think I, everybody else knows what goes up must come down, and what is down must go up. So we'll see what happens, right? That's all we can do. So but The odd one
1: is Tesla, and I still do yep. not understand why Tesla is worth so much. It makes no sense to me. But I'm not a stock guy. The one stock I bought, I lost my, my rear end. and <laughs> I, I swore I would never do that again, you know. And so I just don't know. But listen, it's a dangerous game, I think. But Ford, I, I get it. You know, even General Motors or the, the, the old car companies that have been around a long time, I kind of get that. They're struggling right now, so their stocks are probably reasonable.
8: Well, but I think know, they'll, it's they'll come back. General Motors... You know, their stock is valued more at Ford, which is interesting, but Warren Buffett, who has Berkshire Hathaway, which yep. is, you know, a huge conglomerate, huge holdings, said it nearly half its stake in General Motors in the second quarter. They sold 45% of its stake in GM. So what does that tell everybody? I mean, what does he know that we don't know? Is something yeah. going on with GM? Does it have to do with the fact that they're not offering AM radio anymore? Is it have to do with the fact that they're charging more for certain items and they're not doing Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Or is it just for the fact that he'd rather invest in something else that's less volatile? It's just the stock market is very confusing, especially when it comes to automotive brands, because they can be all over the place. It's absolutely crazy. So Personally, always take a wait and see attitude. You know? Yeah,
1: I think the stock market to me is just scary. I'd have to take Xanax if I was going to do that. <laughs> I would have to have something to calm my nerves. I'd be watching every minute. Uh, Probably because the last time I blew it. You
8: have to be able to understand to afford it. It's like gambling. That's all it is. You know, how much can I lose? That's That's what I'm going to bet.
1: Yeah, right, right. Exactly. All right. You got about a minute and a half for a little bit more news. What else?
8: Real quick, Mitsubishi Motors is killing the Mirage as a four-door and a hatchback. By the mid-decade, it's gone. Yeah, you know, it's a shame because it was probably one of the least expensive vehicles to get into at seventeen grand, but now it's, uh, it's it was the only vehicle that transacted under twenty thousand dollars in July. So affordable vehicles are dead. That's all there is to it. Shame. That's, that's sad.
1: I think uh, Lauren Fix went through. Let's see, which one did she say? Mitsubishi. Uh, Mitsubishi was one of the yeah. It was down yeah seventeen thousand and some change, but you know the question is. If you buy one of those because they're going away, the dealers are still going to be there. They'll still warranty them and all the rest. But they may sure. they may have some deals on those cars that are going away, you know? They just won't sell them. The bean counter said, all right, we're not selling enough. Just get, yeah. rid, get rid of them. It's kind of like the, the Ford Taurus when they brought the Ford Taurus back. And you yeah. and I laughed. I think we laughed. Like, why are you bringing that nameplate back? That car was not a bad car on the second time around when they made the new Taurus, but it had the name and it it I just think everybody had already, you know, enough with that name. And so it yeah it, it went away again. I don't know. Anyway. Who knows? All right. We'll take a little break. Uh news. We're talking news in the automotive world. Uh you have any news on the uh strike, the UAW? Anything happened while we've been on the show?
8: <laughs> I heard it's not progressing well or fast yeah. enough. No, don't That's say bad. that.
1: All right, we'll be right back. It's The Drive. Stay with us.
0: is The Drive with Alan Taylor.
1: Well, I got a haircut and uh, BJ, I'm I'm going to be going to uh, just Pebble Beach for just Sunday. So I'm, I'm going to jump in the car after we're done here with Carl anyway. And I'm going to drive down to Monterey and I got a haircut because it's been so hot. So I was like... And I mean, I shaved that hair off of that head. Like I look like a Marine right now, you know? And now... You know
8: what the good thing about hair? It grows back.
1: It grows back. But it's like i made a call to ed justice and i go what's the weather like it's cold it's really cold i'm like oh no oh no i thought it was gonna be hot anyway oh it well.
8: hey, might oh, just well. change just worry it'll change in a second So, yep. california yep so
1: all right so you talked about uh what car was that the alaska is that what it's called
8: yeah fisker we all know uh fisker automotive yep. They're uh fisker is the chairman and ceo and They come up with some pretty unique vehicles. I've always admired their cars. I think they're kind of cool. I'd rather have, I think, a Fisker than, you know, Lucid or something along those lines. But he's actually, I love his car names, too. He's got the Ocean electric SUV. He's got another one called the Pear crossover. And now he's just introduced the Alaska. And the Alaska he's calling the world's most sustainable pickup truck. They're going to be coming out fairly soon. It's going to start about $45,000 before the incentives, which means, you know, you can get up to $7,500 off its electric vehicle. But it's kind of cool because he's done a couple of unique things. Number one, you will appreciate this. His cup holder can hold a Seven Eleven Big Gulp. The thing is massive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so big. Uh, you got to love a guy that, that thinks about that, you know. I'm pretty new soon, we're going to have to have toilets in there because you'll be peeing every five minutes once you drink a, everything in your giant uh, Big Gulp. Just
1: a little suction tube is all you need.
8: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. That's all you need, right? Okay, a catheter would be yeah, great. right. And then he's got something else that uh, where you can take, it's a four-passenger, so it's a, A crew cab with four doors, and you can take the bed and expand it from four and a half to seven and a half feet, because there's something called a Houdini partition behind the rear seats that you can lower into the space created by the battery layout on the platform, and the doors will be protected by a flip-up panel. But then you can actually, with the lift gate dropped and rear seats lower, you have nine point two feet, so you can go four to five to seven and a half. 9.2 To 9.2 feet of cargo area if you're having the, the trunk, so it's actually pretty cool how they do things like that. Now, I don't even know half the time if it works or not, we'll have to see, but it's kind of cool. And I love Fisker because they don't go with the norm names, too. You know, what's the, the front cargo area in an F 150 Lightning called? You know what that's called, right? It's called a Frank
1: a, Frank with an unk, a,
8: a frunk, a frunk, <laughs> right. Right? right? Well, on the Fisker, it's a fruit. F R O O T because it's a it's a front boot. Because in England a boot is a trunk, right? So so we got frunks and fruits. I mean we're gonna have a whole new vocabulary.
1: <laughs> I love that. That actually is good. And you know, you and I both know Henrik Fisker. He's actually yeah. an interesting character. He really is.
8: He is. Very smart.
1: I loved the Fisker when it came out, just called The Fisker. Um right. I thought that was awesome as the one that had the uh what is it? The uh, solar panel built into the roof. Yeah, and yeah, then really of course, cool. remember Bob Lutz bought a bunch of the Fiskers and then converted them because they were, they were, uh, they were. What were they? They were electric, but they had an onboard generator engine. Yes. And okay, right. uh, he he converted them to Corvette engines, and I don't know how long that lasted, but and, and maybe they're still doing it. But that's an awesome looking car. And Henrik Fisker was a BMW designer. So, yes. the, the Fisker looked like it should have been a BMW of some sort. Beautiful machine. Matter of fact, I would still probably buy one today. That's how much I was enamored by that car when I first saw it. But yeah, I, would, I
8: had a chance to, to drive it, and yeah, I loved it.
1: I would insist on having a fruit, or at least a fruit smoothie a fruit. or something. <laughs> <laughs> a
8: fruit smoothie. And I, but and that's I not the, even the best part yeah. of this truck. It has the world's largest big gulp we talked about. It also has a cowboy hat holder.
1: Oh yeah, gotta have that. <laughs>
8: gotta have so that. So when uh, when we're done with the show, I will post photos on the Facebook page so oh, everybody can nice. see what we're talking about. Nice but, of you. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be expected to start in quarter one of twenty twenty five. But if you want to reserve one, put down two hundred and fifty, and it's fully refundable if you end up not taking it. But I just think that's how, how great. How much?
1: How much money? I want
8: in... That fruit truck.
1: Yeah, exactly. The one that has a Houdini option. How much yeah, money are 40, they going to be? Forty
8: five thousand. How much? 45.4 before the incentive.
1: Oh, well, that's not even that bad, really. Of course, I, I don't know no, how big it not. is. No, it's
8: not. No, it's got yeah. a range of 230 to 340 miles with two different battery packs. And they're saying the 060 time ranges from 3.9 to 7.2 seconds. It's amazingly fast. Well, so.
1: yeah. I mean, this actually yeah, kind of makes it a little bit fun. So what are you driving out there? Oh, I got a little Alaska with a with the fruit <laughs> option and the uh, the, the, the Houdini <laughs> option. And they're like, and the wait a minute, gulp, is, yep. it a, is it yeah, the big <laughs> gulp cup option, is it a, a baked Alaska? No, no, it's a truck. It's called uh, Fisker Boy. Alaska. I think it's kind Here of. Here in Vegas,
8: it would be a baked Alaska because it gets so hot.
1: So. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm sorry, that's true. Yes, oh yes, my yes, gosh, yes, Fisker, I'll tell you <laughs> what. The ocean, the pear, you said one is called the pear? The pear, yeah,
8: pear, yeah. the ocean. I love it. Who named their the kid Alaska. Apple?
1: Didn't somebody like uh, Gwen Paltrow? Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. G- yeah,
8: her name is Apple. Gwen, Gwyn. <laughs>
1: Gwyn. I just changed her name to Gwen.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Good old
1: cool. Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, BJ. Thank you very much. Always fun. Uh, when we come back, Carl Brouwer has got a study that's going to knock your socks off. If you haven't bought a car and you've been waiting, it ain't getting any better. Um, especially the used cars around twenty they have just gone up. It's Yeah, it's not good. Carl Brouwer coming up next. I see cars. We'll be right back. It is the drive.
8: ♫ show. I went for some candy ♫♫ Along came Jim Benny and this looked right
5: up.♫ Attention business owners, 3076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. It's worked for a quarter million businesses worldwide. It'll work for you. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: Welcome back to The Drive. Now, here's automotive expert, television and radio host, Alan Taylor. How about just car guy?
1: Don't do too much television anymore, but I guess I still am on the radio. I'm more of a tractor guy lately uh, <laughs> because, well, heck, when the world went into COVID, you know, I was like, give me a tractor. I'm going to go plow my field. I got nothing better to do. Carl Brower joining us. Carl, you know what I'm talking about, don't you?
6: You just kind of checked out of society, didn't you? And you haven't really checked back in yet.
1: And I'm not going to. Although, although I am, as soon as I'm done with the show here, going to drive down to Pebble Beach. And uh, I'll be there Sunday, tomorrow for us. And um, yeah, and that's about it. Only because I want to see a few friends are you going to be there.
6: Yes. I got here Thursday, young man, and I'll be here tomorrow as well <laughs> okay. looking for you on the Concorde field.
1: All right. You know, uh, yeah, I did I did kind of check out. I, I just decided, you know what? The cars are going electric and I'm not. And, and I'm not going to have electric tractors either. So um, since I have property, I live in Oregon. I have cows and chickens and ducks and pigs and cows and kids. <laughs> I got, what else do I have? Hold on llamas and alpacas and I you know that's me so I have I've embraced it my new life but I still play with cars trust me I I got a BMW that has a blown engine that I, I need to get an engine for I bought the uh let's see the local newspaper crashed their newspaper van that says the name of the newspaper on the side of it and so they were gonna uh, total it and I'm like that thing's not totaled and there I guess they they're self-insured or something. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? It needs a fender, a hood, a headlight, a bumper. And I go, what do you want for it? And they're like, $700. I go, for a 2008 Ford 350 van that's in good shape? I'm like, I own it. So I bought that. I used to be a body man, for goodness sakes, 30 years ago. But I like playing with cars, but I have not gone into the realm of the uh, computerized wild car realm of, you know, the fixing and playing with cars. I'm actually falling back into what I know, which is more classic stuff. And I don't mind fixing a car that's been damaged. It doesn't matter to me as long as it's only sheet metal, no framework, you know. So that's where I am these days.
6: We all return to our childhood. Just admit it, Alan.
1: That's true. That's true. I mean, look at you. You used to, when you first started this whole thing, you were at, uh, what what was it? Was it Hot Rod, the first magazine you worked at? Yep. Hot Rod. Okay. And let's see. He's got a demon on order, as do I. And, uh, you know, it's as Hot Rod as you can get in today's world. (laughs) You know, for new cars, anyway. Yep. Through. Yep. all right let's get on to business here the latest ic cars study shows that affordable twenty thousand dollars or less cars used cars have vanished over the last four years boy ain't that the truth what do you
6: got well it's really depressing when you think about it, alan i mean if you told someone i want to buy a used car and have a twenty thousand dollar budget That should sound like plenty of money to get a good used car, right, Alan? Right, totally. And it was in 2019. In 2019, we're defining used cars as one to five year old used cars. You and I will buy cars. You'll buy a 2008, you know, E350, right? But a one to five year old used car, if you had $20,000 in a budget to buy in 2019, you had access to 49.3% of the market, just wow. call it 50%. You could buy 50% of the used car market and really a pretty nice used car market by your and my standards, one right. five-year-old cars. Yeah. Today, that same $20,000 gets you access to 12.4%.
1: Wow, that's yeah. crazy.
6: Yeah, it's completely nuts, Alan. And cars that were below $15,000, you had of the market that you could, 19.9, we're going to call it 20% of the market access for a $15,000 or less budget in 2019. 2023, 1.5% of the market. Just (laughs) basically call it gone. You basically can't buy a car now for $15,000 in the used car market. Right. So this is quite a shift. And you hear people yelling, and and if that's not enough, Alan, check this out. The average used car, defined by a one to five-year-old used car, has 20% more miles on it too. Mm. So you are paying, we we looked this up, you are paying 47.7% more in 2023 than in 2019 for a one to five-year-old used car. 47.7% more. And the cars have on average 20% more mileage. So you basically could tell people you're paying 50% more for 20% more used up cars.
1: You know why? I mean look, the world is kind of in a wackadoodle doodle place and people are doing more staycations where they're using their cars more. Uh, the yep. price of new cars has gone up and it's been harder to find new cars until, you know, the, you guys do these studies and, we, and we, we let people know when until recently, I'll just say. So yep. people were fulfilling their needs by buying a used car that they're going to hold on to now for three or four years, five years, who knows, until things stabilize. And will they ever stabilize? That's the big question. But 20% more miles because people are, you know, they're not traveling to, uh, well, Maui's burned down, so we're not going to go to Hawaii probably let's see, uh, we're not going to overseas as much because travel is just so bizarre. Hey, let's go see the um, Yosemite National Force or whatever, you know? so And that's why you see more miles because of, because of that. And then 47% more money. Holy crap, that's huge. Man.
6: Yeah, almost a 50% increase in the cost of the cars that have 20% more miles on them. And you're right. All you could do once the pandemic hit with COVID was drive. That was the only thing left to do. You couldn't go to theaters. You couldn't go on airplanes. You couldn't go out to dinner. You could still get in your car and drive around. If you
1: right. Want you Freedom. People
6: did. Yeah. They so got in their cars and drove around.
1: Yeah. Well, you're, and you're one of them. I mean, you just got back from the uh, lobster tail or whatever that was called. What was that called? <laughs> long tail rally. <laughs> long tail. Well, lobster long tail. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's funny. All right. We'll take a little break. Uh, you can find this study at iccars.com where uh, Carl is the executive analyst there. Whew, man. I'm telling you, and I don't know that there's any relief coming. Unless you want an electric car. They'll be on sale pretty soon. Uh, They are. I know. They are. We'll take a break. It's The Drive. Stay with us. This message comes to you from our sponsor, Subaru, who believe that all students deserve an equal and fair opportunity at a quality education. In their partnership with AdoptAClassroom.org, Subaru and their retailers are providing teachers across the country with funding to purchase the resources they know are most needed to help students thrive. Subaru is proud to be the largest corporate supporter of AdoptAClassroom.org. Subaru, more than a car company. you're listening to the drive all across america we're talking about what's going on in the auto industry carl brower joining us executive analyst for iccars.com man he has uh during the commercial break told me a couple of things and i said we've got to tell them we've got to tell them so the latest iccars study shows that the affordable twenty thousand dollars or less used cars have pretty much vanished over the last few years and uh, by the way, our show brought to you in part by Subaru. Love, it's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. But anyway, back to the $20,000 or less used cars have pretty much vanished. And we figured out here by this study Carl just talked about that it's it's nuts. The cars are costing 47.7% more money, and they have 20% more miles And Carl was giving me an example during the commercial break. And I go, dude, you've got to share that because, well, just do it, share it. It's too good not to share. It's crazy.
6: Yeah. remember those numbers are average. Average. You're up 47.7%. Mileage is up 20% across all the one to five year old used cars. Some specifics that freaked me out when I looked at the numbers were the Honda CRV and the Toyota RAV4. These are two of the best selling cars in this country. They are the best selling cars from Honda and Toyota in uh, 2019 those cars could be had for right at $20,000. I've got the prices here. It was just over 20, so 20,640 got you a RAV4 and 20,714 got you a CRV. So just call it just over 20,000 for those cars in 2019. Right. And at the time, those cars had on them about 45,000 miles. 45,000 right. was the average mileage on the CRV and two five was the average miles on the RAV4. So, mid 40,000 miles, $20,000, you get yourself a CRV or RAV4. Great cars, you're going to run for a long time, etc. Those cars have gone up 37.1% in price for the CRV and 41% in price for the RAV4. Whew. Oh, and by the way, when you buy one of those now, you're going to be spending, you know, closer to like uh, 28,000 instead of 20 for the CRV. And you're going to spend in 29,000 instead of 20 for the RAV4. And by the way, the mid 40,000 miles they had on them back then, 103,000 for the CRV, 101,000 for the Rav4. <sighs> so the mileage is more than doubled. It's more than doubled for the car that, for these two very popular cars when you're buying them in the used market and you're paying 37 to 41% more for them with twice God. the
1: miles on the cars. Well, that's really, really sad. I mean, it really yeah. is because used to be, used to, could when your car got to 100,000 miles, that's when you wanted to off it. And nowadays, right. just to get that car where you wanted to spend 20 grand and buy a car with low mileage in the 40s, now you're going you're gonna to have to pay. It, it isn't this that you got to get the car with 100,000 miles for the same price. No. You now have to pay, what is it? What did you say? 37 to 40% more for the car with 100,000 miles. Wow. Instead
6: of 45 to 50
1: Right. Yeah. Man, that is wacko. And you know what's funny? I've been watching, I'm one of those guys, you know, I mean, uh, you and I have worked for uh, and with many of the biggest uh, brands out there, but you, I watch the trades and I watch the, the marketplace, we'll just say it like that, and the price of used stuff is stupid. I look at that and I go, yeah. what is that guy, an idiot? Well, that guy's a stupid idiot. Well, who's that guy? He's an idiot. But I guess they're not idiots. I'm the one that's an idiot because I thought that there's no way they could be selling those. But evidently, they are because people don't have any other choices because they go to buy a new car and the car has also gone up a tremendous amount. And the interest rates are up a tremendous amount. Everything is up, 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 up. Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget (sighs) inflation.
6: So before you ever spend money on your car, you're spending way more money on your eggs and, you know, yes. toilet paper, and Gasoline. Like fuel, and, and fuel, everything else.
1: Right, yeah. So I got to tell you, it's <laughs> this is the economics of uh, our world these days. And somebody posted something so funny, I want to make sure I don't quote it wrong. It was a picture of a bowl of cereal, and it was a bunch, it was like somebody emptied their, their ashtray with a bunch of cigarette butts into a bowl of milk. And somebody had a spoon, and they were getting a spoonful of cigarette butts. And it says, "If Build Back Better was cereal," <laughs> and, and that's just proof. It's just that much more. This holy comedy. This whole economy. How do you like that? Economy is whack-a-doodle. I'm telling you. All I can tell you is, if yep. you if you own a car right now, and it's a decent car. You know what? Hold it for a little bit, because I think, you know, there'll be a time when things will change, please, God. But uh, right now, it's just nuts out there. It really is. You just have to console yourself
6: with the fact that there's gender-neutral bathrooms now,
1: Alex. (laughs) Well, thank God for that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I tell you what, when you got to go, you got to go. So use the ladies' bathroom. That's what I say. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You know? Oh. Anyway, all right, so this whole thing, by the way, is at iccars.com. It's a whole study. By the way, so do you think people's attitudes are shifting when it comes to EVs? Like, you know, maybe the switch has been flicked a little bit and they aren't all the rage anymore. What do you think?
6: Well... It doesn't matter what I think. We can just go right back to the statistics I've been quoting you. Because if you're looking for cars that are not more expensive compared to a year ago and are uh, sitting on dealer lots not being sold, guess what they are? I'll give you a hint. Their initials are E and V. Uh, Yeah, these cars are not
1: being sold, Alan. Oh, and you know what? We can't can't talk about it right now. But, man, I feel bad a little bit. All right. No, I don't. Ford Motor Company with the the lightning and that guy that is all over the news saying electric cars and trucks are the biggest scam on the entire world. I was like, oh my God, this guy is mad. Anyway, we'll take a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about the Pebble Beach weekend that is going on right now. It's called Car Week. Anyway, we'll be right back. It's the drive.
4: My pride and joy. She's my sweet little baby. I'm a little little boy.
5: Attention, business owners. 3,076 businesses are shutting their doors. Every single day. There are three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months. They are number one, the great resignation. 47 million Americans voluntarily left their job last year. Your staff are harder to find than ever before. Number two, the clutter factor. 3.8 billion social media pages are competing for the attention of your prospects. No wonder they aren't listening to your marketing efforts. Number three, the death of the salesman. 97% of your prospects feel salespeople are too pushy today. Hello, I'm Amanda Holmes. I've just released an updated version of my father's cult classic book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. If you'd like to double your sales in the next 12 months, download a free chapter of the book at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book. Our clients call it the chapter that changes lives. Get your proven roadmap to doubling sales at ultimatesalesmachine.com forward slash book.
0: This is The Drive with Alan Taylor.
1: And our show is brought to you in part by Dodge. Domestic, thank God. Not domesticated. Uh, I like having sponsors that uh, well, that go fast. I like that. Um, By the way, Carl, any news on our demons yet? Because uh, I'm getting a little anxious. Carl Brower joining us.
6: I'm worried. I'm worried, Alan. We got a uh, in, impending uh, no. UAW strike here that I don't know if it's avoidable, and Dang uh, it. I don't know how they're going to get our cars built if nobody wants to
1: assemble them. So. Oh well. Anyway, we'll figure out what happens, we'll tell the world is it when we hear news about that. I know they are delivering some of the demons because they've built them, and there I've seen a picture of them on trucks, and God knows, you know what, what's going on there. All right, let's talk about what you and I are going to be doing and are already are doing car week pebble beach concourse the quail event the monterey historic races i am usually there the whole time doing all the things you know uh that, that are going on there it's a week long of things in the car world down in the monterey peninsula i'm only doing pebble beach on sunday tomorrow and i just i have too much going on right now and, and it's honestly it's really really hard to get around down there and i when i was Wild and frothing at the mouth about cars. I used to do it, but now if I went to a tractor event, I think I would do it, but not not for cars anymore. I don't know why. I'm just getting bitter. Maybe that's it.
6: <laughs> but you're right. But you're right. The infrastructure on the on the peninsula can never handle the uh, car week thing. And you know, it's funny you're saying this because I I'm being hosted there, and I got you know eight, eighteen, twenty different people saying, "Come to this event. Come to that oh, event," yeah. and I basically tell them all no, no now, Alan. Yeah. it's like yeah. I'm not going to a car week to run a marathon. I have yeah, no desire to go right. there and spend my days stressing about getting from point A to point B and hitting all 10, 12, 15, 20 things I'm supposed to do over a three-day period to keep all these people happy. That has no interest for me any longer. You right. know, I think, we're both, I think we're both aging past this stuff, Alan. So now it's like, no, I've got two or three things each day I have to do, and I've got 20 more things in the queue people are asking me to go to, and I'm saying, sorry, day's full.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because when you go as a journalist, you're trying to get all of the press conferences so that because the automakers, all the major automakers are there revealing something because it is kind of lifestyles of the rich and famous for the car industry. Any notable, in our like three minutes left, any notable press conferences that I've missed?
6: So there's been everything from kind of more mainstream cars or based on mainstream cars like this really cool Ford Mustang that they showed Thursday night that's based on their uh, new racing spec Mm. Mustang, but they're going to have a street-based version for it. That's going to be really fast and capable. Very exciting. But you've also got things like, you know, the Hennessy Venom F5 revolution roadster. Yeah. uh, I saw that. that Rolls off the tongue, but you know, Mr. John (laughs) Hennessy, he's introducing these crazy, 250 plus mile per hour cars which like you said plays right into the lifestyle of the people at, the, at this weekend. Yep. Infinity showed off the new QX concept which is essentially a preview of the next QX80 their big giant three row luxury SUV. Right. Yeah, little of everything. Lamborghini, C Zinger which you may not have heard of but a very small specialized car company that produces high-end uh, exotic cars and all. A little bit of everything, Gunther, Gunther Works, you know, these guys that do crazy things with 9-11s and make them basically much better, more capable, the air cooled air ones, than they were when they were original. Right. A lot of cool stuff.
1: Mm. Now, as far as uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be wearing shorts, flip-flops, and a tank top. What are you going to be wearing
6: <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a disguise because I don't want you to come talk to me when you're dressed like that. and wreck my reputation, too. So, uh, so no, uh, uh, yeah, I'll be wearing pretty schmancy clothes. It's about as schmancy as I get every year is the Pebble Beach Concours yeah. on Sunday. So I've got well, my fancy clothes with me up here today.
1: So the reason why I asked that, for those who don't know, in our final minute here is that the Concours d'Elegance started, I think it was like in France— And the Concord Elegance was that they did it because it was a kind of a fashion show and a car show all wrapped into one. And they would go down the Champs-Élysées with their fancy cars painted in purple and gold. And then they would wear purple and gold, you know, uh, outfits that match super fancy. And so when people go to these, it's kind of like the Kentucky Derby with the big hats and all the stuff like that. A lot of people go to these things and they dress up really fancy. And one time I went there, and there was a press conference, and I thought, you know, it was early on. This was 25 years ago. And I thought, it's a beach, Pebble Beach. I thought, cool, I'm going to, I think I'm going to wear flip-flops and shorts and and a T-shirt, and just I'll kind of mosey in, because it's a beach, Pebble Beach. Uh, So they started calling me Flip-Flop after that. Because I was wearing flip-flops, you know. Carl, thank you very much. I'll see you uh, tomorrow, Sunday at Pebble Beach. IcCars.com, if you want to check out that study on affordable cars and see how bad you're gonna get ripped if you go try and buy one right now. That's it for me, Carl. I'll see you at Pebble Beach.
0: See you soon, Alan.